Good to have you with us on Red Barn Radio. I'm Brad Becker. We continue to celebrate the 20th season of Red Barn Radio, and tonight we welcome you to show number 778. Our guest this week has been a go-to keyboardist for this region for now approaching five decades. The immensely talented Lee Carroll has a fascinating history in the music business. Following a considerable time away from music, Lee thankfully returned to the scene feeling, he says, like a kid with fresh ideas and a brand new outlook. See the Beat is a big part of that here on the Red Barn stage. Joining Lee Carroll is Robert Fromm. Trip Bratton, Thomas Usher, and Jonathan Barrett, four of the region's finest players. Welcome, See the Beat, to Red Barn Radio. Carol's See the Beat explores the musical dialogue between Africa and the New World they play. Reggae, ska, salsa, Afro-Cuban jazz, Brazilian samba, New Orleans R&B, funk, and Afrobeat. A talented group of folks who believe in the healing and positive impact of music in ours and other cultures. Plug in your best speaker and uh, subwoofer. Get ready for an evening of music 
in conversation with this great band. Welcome back. See the beat to the Red Barn stage.
Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com.
great to have you with us on Red Barn Radio. Hope you are having the time, at least a fraction of the fun that we're having here in the house at Arts Place in Lexington, Kentucky. We're with See the Beat this evening. They are Robert Fram on guitar, Trip Bratton playing the drums, Thomas Usher back there on the bass, and Jonathan Barrett playing that saxophone, and then Lee Carroll, who has brought all these folks together. Lee, I wonder, before those songs are lost, do you want to talk at all about, I mean, even the most recent tune that you played there? These are all your compositions, right? Yeah, I started writing songs at the beginning of the pandemic. I think uh, a lot of artists who were locked in the house got very creative. Uh Uh, Ended up writing about 35 songs during that period, and about 20 of them we've been in the studio and have recorded and pushed them out on streaming services. So the song we started with was Hotel Nationale. That's a big, fine hotel in Havana, Cuba. And my wife, Connie, and I traveled to Havana about five years ago and spent a couple of weeks there. And it was really an amazing experience. I used to think of New Orleans as a musical mecca. But when I got to Havana, I realized there's a whole other level of musicianship out there. And you just didn't hear anybody who couldn't play. You didn't hear any bad music. I don't care how small the dive was. If there's a band playing in the music, they were... In, in there, they were cooking. So, yeah. Hotel Nationale is was inspired by our trip to Havana. Nice.
were in Cave City through what, middle school, through high school? No, through high school. I was born in Glasgow, 11 miles away, and spent my first 18 years in Cave City, Kentucky, which is, for those from out of state, they might know Mammoth Cave National Park. It's mm-hmm. that area. So there were a lot of, I-65 went through there. You know, my dad always said each generation has a road. His generation, it was 31W, and then the old Dixie Highway before that, and then I-65 came through mm-hmm. in my generation, you know. And so all the tourists from Michigan and Indiana would come down through there. Were you a musician as a teenager? I started playing when I was 15. Somebody showed me something on the piano, and I never stopped. I moved to Lexington in 71 and played with a band here called the Hatfield Clan. It became eventually the uh, Metropolitan <coughs> All-Stars. So they were, you know, a big Lexington group for many years. In my mid-20s, I decided if I was going to be a musician and pursue it seriously, I needed an education. I went to Boston and attended Berklee College of Music for three years. I did not know that. Yeah. Did you finish the program you started there? No. That's okay. I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah. You know, unless you're going to go into academics, a degree in music really doesn't count for much. So I studied jazz composition and arranging there and then hit the road with a jazz fusion band. We had a jazz fusion band called Fly By Night. We used to play in Lexington. We'd play at Breedings here, and we'd play in Cleveland at uh, Dewey's, and we would play in Florida. You know, it just wherever anybody in the band grew up, we would go there and play. And we did that for a number of years, and then that kind of dried up, and I ended up moving to Nashville. That's a huge leap. You know, you go from 15, and somebody was just showing you a few things on the keyboard, and then all of a sudden you're into some really deep music. Did that happen at Berkeley? Berkeley certainly expanded my, my idea of, yeah. you know, ideas about music. The thing about, you know, growing up in a small town in Kentucky and all of a sudden you're in a, a real cosmopolitan city and you can walk from one corner to the next corner and hear half a dozen languages and dialects. That was exciting as anything else, you know, all the, all the cultures. And, the, you know, I'd walk into the Berkeley classrooms and, and there's people over here speaking Spanish and people over here speaking French and there's Africans over there. And, you know, and it's, uh, that was an inspiration because it opens up all kinds of music.
my dad liked country music. Uh-huh. And uh, on occasion, my mom and dad would go to Nashville, and mom called it the Grand Ole Opera. Ah, uh, nice. They'd go to the Grand Ole Opera. One time I asked my dad, I said, you know, you're going to go to uh, Ernest Tubb Record Shop down in Nashville. Bring me, bring me something. And I gave him a list of stuff. And he came back and he had a Monkees album. That's all they had. <laughs> it wasn't Ernest Tubb and stuff. You know, yeah, thanks, Dad. And ultimately, you found yourself sort of in a Nashville setting. How old were you then? I hit Nashville when I was 30. Okay, so that's not yeah. that much further along. Why'd you do that? Well, the band I had, the Jazz Fusion Band, we were starving to death, and the guys in the band pressed really hard, and they wanted to be like an 80s MTV band. And so we made the switch, and I realized that that's not what I wanted to do. You know, mm. We all got funny haircuts and cut the sleeves off our T-shirts and jumped when we played, and it was like, hey, I'm out of here. <laughs> so uh, at that time, the music centers were Los Angeles, New York, and Nashville. And Nashville was close to home. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'll try this. So I, moved, I knew a couple of people here in Nashville and hopped in my car and went down there. Nine months later, I got very lucky. I got a job playing piano for the Judds. Was that creatively a good opportunity for you? Um, you know, when you're a side man, every 18 months they hand you a record and say, learn this. At that time, especially, you weren't involved in, in the, the creative side of things. You know, you, they used, uh, the, the producers used... Uh, the same 10 or 15 guys to make all the records in Nashville back in, you know, 90s, 80s and 90s. It was a great experience, you know, to be out on the road professionally playing 125 one-nighters a year. And and the Judds were great folks to work for. Eventually, the Kentucky band Exile asked me to join the band. So I became a member of Exile. For how long? Eight and a half years. (laughs) Was that during their hit producing time? When I joined the band, they had had 10 number one country hits already. And prior to that, they had a hit, a big pop hit with I Want to Kiss You All Over back in 1978. <laughs> so I joined the band in, um, let me think about this. I think it was probably 86, maybe, 1986. And we had one more number one country hit. Had a couple of other smaller hits and went through a lot of ups and downs and changed record labels. I uh, Over the course of that tenure, I... Uh, did three records. I did one on Epic, which was a subsidiary of CBS at the mm-hmm. time, which eventually was purchased by Sony. And I did two on Arista. You know, funny thing in Nashville, once Garth Brook had hits, all the all the record labels started rushing to Nashville and opening subsidiaries. And we got signed to Arista Records there. Oh, wow.
We're back with more Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Red Barn Radio, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Red Barn Radio, roots music, Southern style. think people understand 
what Lexington is like. Lexington has a tremendous musical history. People who have lived here like Vince Gill and Jerry Douglas and, you know, people uh, who have changed music in our lifetime. Uh, Bela Fleck lived here for quite a period of time. There have always been great musicians in Lexington, really fine musicians, and, and I'm lucky to be able to play with these guys. Uh, Trip Bratton has, you know, is probably in 20 different bands, and he's the leader of the March Madness Marching Band, and Thomas Usher is the music director of the Allegro Dance Troupe, and uh, Jonathan Barrett uh, teaches and, and writes and composes and plays in bands, and Robert Fromm is currently out on the road with Jocelyn and the Sweet Compression. If, if you see them coming to your area, you'd better go out and check it out. Indeed. So. Wonderful musicians to play, and if you're a writer, to have musicians of this quality to play your music, I mean, it's it's wonderful. Trip Bratton, who is stepping up. Hi, Brad. Hey, Good to see you. Trip, it's really nice to see yeah. you, too. I think the first question I had for you was, what do you do to stay in shape? That, that was really physical stuff. All, all you're playing is very physical. Well, I play <coughs> hours and hours every day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I do um, 
you know, I do some gentle yoga type stuff. You know, I kind of have my own little routine. Do a lot of walking. Uh-huh. I do some riding and stuff like that. But uh, drumming is really, you know, I'm on my feet a lot. Like when I'm when I'm teaching, I'm usually on my feet. If I'm teaching the, well, not when I'm teaching the African drums, but when I'm teaching uh, fusion ensembles. Like I have fusion ensembles at Bria College and uh, Center College. Right now, I'm doing a camp with kids. You know, I try to work the middle area because my legs and my arms get worked by drumming. And so when I'm at home, I'll do some sit-ups and, you know, the kind of stuff you would do for your core. Core stuff, Core right. stuff and then walking and trying to get some aerobic, you know, endurance kind of thing. Teaching is just something that kind of um, just kind of happened. You know, when I was a, a senior in high school, I was running the Henry Clay drumline because our, the guy that was supposed to teach our drumline and marching band didn't show up. So I was the section leader that year. I ended up having to write our music the drum music, and I had to oh, teach wow. everybody how to play it. And then I started doing, like, marching band, drum line camp, and stuff like that. And then when I started doing more African drumming, I started working up right here in this building upstairs. Arts place here, um, Syncopated Inc. used to live Indeed. up in the third floor for about 10 years. We brought in a lot of African drummers and Cuban and Caribbean drummers, Brazilian. We had we brought in Nego Gato. We brought Gideon Alawoye, who we've been bringing back every year since at least 2000 or so. So I learned all these African rhythms, and people wanted to keep playing them after these guest artists would leave, and I had kind of compiled a whole, you know, book of these rhythms that I had learned from all these wonderful musicians from around, you know, African, Afro-Latin, Brazilian, things like that. So I've been doing, you know, percussion classes. I went to Ghana back in uh, 2008, and it was just struck me how, like, kids do drumming as, as kids here will do soccer or sports or whatever. Every neighborhood you go to, every little village, kids would come out and they'd bring their drum and they'd give you a welcome drum and dance, you know, kind of ceremony. So I'm a big believer in trying to share that with kids. I'm working with Lexington Parks and Recreation now to start a youth drum line here in, in town. I didn't go to school to like go into academia, but it just kind of became a natural part of what you do. When you learn, you, you share, you know. Yeah. So that's just kind of how it came to me, you know.
from Alabama, born in Tuskegee. Okay. Around the Hoover, Birmingham area. Grew up mostly around there. Actually went to Berea to, well, basically get out the state and ended up running into Trip and oh, it's wow. kind of like, basically like I'm going to echo what Trip said and uh, I basically just kind of fell into it too. Like I guess, I guess call it job security because like no one wants to play bass apparently. So <laughs> like, yeah, call it job security. Let's have a conversation just brief about soloing to this kind of music. What do you really enjoy about that role that you play? I like that it's just pure music. Lee writes great charts that are great vehicles to solo over, so it's hard to sound bad on them. But it's just, uh, you get to stop thinking. Ah. Ideally, there is no thought when you play. You're just listening, and you become the music. I like, I like that part of it. Yeah. I started playing guitar when I was six. I produced my first record, rock and roll, when I was like 16. I started playing sax and bassoon in middle school, and I actually went to college for a double majored in saxophone and bassoon. So I did all the jazz stuff and I did all the orchestral stuff. I also play piano and I write a lot, uh, all the woodwinds. I, I, wow. kind of, I kind of make it my thing to figure out how to play every instrument I can get my hands on. Wow, you're not from this area. No, no, I, I moved here from Baltimore. I grew up outside of D.C. And what brought you here? Hanging out with Lee and, and musicians. And Lee used to live in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So, yeah, kind of. We play gigs on the East Coast together. You get formal training? Some, some yeah. not so formal. Uh huh. Yeah, I just took guitar lessons from people, you know, and yeah.
Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development advocacy and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky and by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. More at wookoutamerica.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps. Well, there are so many people to thank for our program. First, Lee Carroll's See the Beat, our guest this evening. We're ever grateful for our volunteers and staff who make our production happen so beautifully each and every week. That's John and Matt and Kate and Forrest and Melinda and Eric and, of course, our producer upstairs, Ed Commons. And we want to thank all of you listening to our webcast, those of you in the house tonight, those of you watching us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and those listening to us on the network, network of Red Barn Stations and media worldwide. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests and our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. Welcome back. See the beat to the Red Barn stage.
Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style, the best music from the roots of the South, and sharing this music with the world. <laughs> 